This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to episode 25. Breathe in, breathe out. Of the In Between podcast, where you'll hear conversations on marriage, parenting, faith, and everything in between. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. So is the reason you wanted to chew gum before we recorded is because you were going to breathe in and breathe out right in my face? Yes, let's stick with that. <laughs> what was in my breath? All the garlic I ate. Maybe a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. And we were just joking about that beforehand, like... I was able to say that to you, not in like a mean way, but like, a, hey, let's chew gum and you get it and also not be offended. Whereas maybe beforehand, like maybe in our first year marriage or, you know, before that, we would have been super offended. Yeah, totally. So you should love me. <laughs> even my bad breath. <laughs> so we're growing. We are growing. High five. All right. So that was a pathetic high five. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to, you know, ruin everybody's ears with our big bum. There you go. There you go. So today we're going to be talking about 10 ways to be less stressed. Yes. I came across an article from the American Psychological Association, and every year they publish an annual survey of stress in America. So this is since 2007 versus now. Well, I guess their latest one was January 2017. For the first time in its 10-year history, the survey found a significant increase in stress levels in the U.S. compared to the previous years. Mm. So I don't know about you, honey. Like, do you see that in your own life? Do you see that in other people's lives? I see it in our kids' lives. You're right. Because I, I do personally feel more stressed mm-hmm. than the year before. But part of that is, is it just because the kids are getting older? Could be. We're busier. We have more extracurricular stuff going on. We're doing on. the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You are in the middle of writing a book. Yeah, that's right. Um, they're doing some competitive swimming. And, and we don't have a that. routine right now because it's the summer. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> so I think like last week's episode, this week is as much for us as it is for maybe some of y'all that are listening out there. Yeah. But I'm curious, why, why would you say that you see it in our kids? Well, I do see that school is getting more stressful. It's getting busier. There's more expectations. I do even see it in my friends' kids. Like, for example, uh, when the girls were in kindergarten, this was a few years ago, uh, they got smiley faces, they got stickers and high fives and all of that. Whereas now in kindergarten, I remember one of my friends taking a picture of um, her son's work and there was a letter grade on it. Like he had gotten a few wrong and it was like, I guess one of them was you for unacceptable or mm. something behind or whatnot. And her son was crying because he got uh, less than perfect or whatnot. And I was like, are you kidding me? This poor five-year-old or these poor five-year-olds who are getting letter grades now. I'm like, come on. That is way too much stress and expectation on them. And then in general, like we were saying beforehand in previous podcasts, I feel like our kids 
struggle with making mistakes in the classroom and uh, in other places in life. So we're really having to encourage them to, you know, try again and that it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah. So in today's podcast, a lot of these 10 ways to be less stressed are directed toward you as the adult. I'm sure there are some of them that can be applied also to your kids. Mm -hmm. But I guess a little bit of a caveat too, as your kids are experiencing stress and, and I get the reason why some school systems would want to do that and mm-hmm. why other school systems avoid grade letters altogether. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the whole soccer thing, the sport thing where every every kid gets a medal or, or sometimes we as parents want to shelter our kids from stress. So this this might come out later in the podcast, but I'd even say, Christina, it's good for your kids to experience stress so that mm-hmm. you can help them learn how to deal with stress. And yes, maybe some of these manage. ideas, yeah, maybe some of these ideas will help uh, you guys. Maybe you guys could do it even as a family right. together. Well, what a good point. I'm thinking back when I was younger, if my parents were proactive in teaching me how to handle stress rather than like my own coping mechanisms, which were like shut down or explode, then I think I would have been healthier when I was younger. Yeah, precisely, Mm -hmm. precisely. All right, so let's start with the first one, which is exercise. Mm -hmm. So depending on the day, this is my most or least favorite. (laughs) So You mean whether you're on a treadmill or not, right? (laughs) Right. I actually have started running again, but since it's been so hot, like we're talking 95, sometimes even 100 degrees with the Humidex, I've been running on the treadmill again. Unless we forget our Canadian heritage. That's like 35 degrees Celsius. Oh, right. Yeah. 40, (laughs) somewhere around there. Yeah. And I have yet to fall again. So Mm. yay me. (laughs) But anyway, studies show that uh, exercise can really help bring down stress. So we would recommend, you know, going for a brisk walk. If it's nice outside, you could even walk on the treadmill. On a side note about being outside, um, it'll be a good dose of vitamin D. Now, once again, we are not doctors, we are not experts, but studies show that that especially if you're indoors a lot in front of a computer screen or, you know, in the office, a lot of us are vitamin D deficient. Yeah. And part of it was when we lived in Edmonton, there's this lady at our church who actually gave me vitamin D. Oh, completely. Remember, Remember and that because yeah, you were getting sick so much. I was. And in Edmonton, it's like six months out of the year winter. Yes, <laughs> and, true. And it gets dark I, really And early. I don't really work outside. I'm more on a computer or, or at a desk. So in light of that, she was like, maybe you're just like deficient in vitamin D. And right. ever since then, it's been like, what, four or five years now that I've been taking it every single day. Yes, we do. And I'm, not, well. I'm definitely not getting as sick as I used to. Completely. And I don't know. I mean, apparently vitamin D helps you with your moods as well. So mm. I haven't seen like any drastic yeah. changes or anything. <laughs> it's probably because we haven't done home rentals for a while. <laughs> That's completely true. So, but uh, like we've said in previous podcasts, maybe a good way would be to start with uh, some blood work from a doctor or whatnot and see what vitamins you're deficient in. Mm-hmm. Um, a quick other recommendation would be uh, if you need to be at home or maybe the kids are sleeping. I am using this app right now called 8Fit. Mm. actual like number eight fit and it's a quick 15 minute kind of Tabata workout and quick circuits whatnot you don't need much uh, other than maybe uh, a mat in your running shoes at home and it goes at your pace and it tracks it yeah so it's great to get the blood flowing yeah I like using TRX as well 
We bought a, a suspension system as well that we can just hook onto any of our doors. And it's a great way to do weights because we don't have a whole weight system in our house either. We'll put both and all of these notes in the show notes. That's inbetween.org slash episode 25. Now, Christina, for me as a writer and I, I mean, I'm on my computer a lot mm-hmm. and a lot of what I do is either thinking or my other podcasts that I do. And a lot of it is just kind of indoor or okay. with people in relationship. And especially these days, these days, now that I'm really focusing on the even in the evenings on writing mm-hmm. again, it's, it can be pretty stressful. And especially when I'm trying to get my deadlines. And although I have the big deadline at the end of this year, I have set my own deadlines in terms of how much I want to, to write every pace. single week. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's smart. So there's that and there's all the demands of meetings and, and work and every all the stress that comes in there. For me, when I feel that stress, the first thing that I want to do is get up earlier. I kind of get away from sleep, you know, kind of reduce my amount of sleep, mm-hmm. uh, get up earlier and just go straight to work so I can knock stuff out. But what I recently have been discovering is the fact that exercise will actually, even though it's going to, what, prevent me from working, maybe, you know, I, I, I'll have to maybe get to bed earlier. Or, or yeah, or yeah, there right. is definitely that delay. I actually find that my creativity is higher oh, and my okay. engagement is higher when I exercise. So, I mean, I don't exercise every single day, but I have heard other creatives and other people who are kind of along the lines of thinking and writing them actually exercising every day even for a little bit, even if it's like 20 minutes just to get their brain going. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily for health reasons, but for brain reasons. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I do see also, uh, I don't think we ever mentioned this on a previous podcast, but Mokarios got super, super sick mm-hmm. when he was six months old. And that was crazy stressful. Like I went in to the doctor with him thinking that he had food allergies and the pediatrician sent us to um, go get like his muscles tested basically. And we were just completely shocked. And so I was really stressed at that time. Uh, We didn't honestly know he lost all muscle control. He was hypotonic. We didn't know he could sit up before. We didn't know if he would Mm -hmm. ever be able to walk again and whatnot. And so um, I just started exercising because I didn't really know what else to do. And uh, I read another article before saying that exercise helps release cortisol and also produces endorphins, which are chemicals in the brain that act as natural painkillers and can help combat depression. And I really did see that in uh, my own life because I think I really could have fallen into a depression. We were just completely sideswiped. We were new to this country, new to this community. We didn't have a lot of people that we could really turn to here. And so uh, exercise did help quite a bit. Yeah. So whether you don't exercise or you exercise once a week or twice, you know, don't necessarily jump for every single day or, or set yourself goals that you know, you're not going to achieve. But if it's one time a week that you exercise, try to increase it a little bit more to two times. Or if you, if you never exercise, maybe try one time this upcoming week to do that. And Mm -hmm. even if it's a brisk walk, uh, or using an app like an eight fit, if you can't get outside of the home that easily, or you can't do childcare or any of that, then that's going to be a great thing to try this week. Awesome. All right. Well, I wish we could say that exercise was the be all and end all and that it helps relieve all the stress that we have in our lives. That it is a silver bullet. Right. <laughs> but there are no silver bullets. Yes. <laughs> so what else have you done, honey, that has helped you uh, release some stress? Yeah. Well, meditation has been huge for us 
for us as Christians, we will read the Bible quite a bit. And the beauty of the scriptures is that there's kind of a little bit for everything, everyone. For mm-hmm. those who love history, there's a lot of historical books. For those who love poetry, the Psalms, those who kind of like, uh, you know, nuggets of wisdom, the Proverbs mm-hmm. or James, and those who want more of a narrative or more of kind of a teaching, the epistles. And so there's a lot of books in the Bible that uh, that we can approach at different times of our life. And the thing about meditating on the scriptures, especially the Proverbs and the Psalm, is that it's you know, the Bible kind of acts like a mirror to you, to us mm, so that truth? as you're walking through, uh, even if you don't ever read the Bible, right? Like, let's say today is the 10th, for example, then mm-hmm. you can open up Proverbs chapter 10. I mean, you could even just Google Proverbs chapter 10. If it's the 15th, Proverbs chapter 15, and just take a read through that because there's so much wisdom in there. And Mm -hmm. sometimes what I'll do is I'll actually uh, think about and meditate on a few of those verses, um, either at my desk or even while I'm driving, because it's one of those things where I can just not necessarily, I'm not necessarily studying, but Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about, I'm ruminating on, I'm kind of chewing on like uh, like a cow would chew cud. Right. And and by doing that, there's a lot that I can learn about myself. There's a lot that I learn about God and, mm-hmm. and others and about, you know, our marriage and, and even things that I need to do this upcoming day. So I love meditating on the scriptures because I always seem to encounter God in a different way as I do that. Yes, completely. And in terms of prayer, um, sometimes I think we kind of fall into a rut. Like I think even with our kids, they kind of say the exact same prayer as they're eating and we've come into a routine like that. God and our Father. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And same with the, you know, nighttime prayers or mm-hmm. we cover all these, you know, all our friends and family and the country, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, sometimes we just, yeah, we don't really know what to pray, especially I feel like if we are super stressed or going through a hard time, it's really difficult to find the words to pray. And so I remember doing a Priscilla Shire Bible study uh, where she recommended a few books that are actually books of prayer. And uh, I had read one uh, from John Bailly, and we'll put this in the show notes because... Is he French? I don't know. Maybe not. Sounded very French. Bailly. <laughs> I said it. But in French, maybe it's like John Bale. <laughs> in the South, that's probably yeah, what it exactly. is. I don't know. But let me read La you. Croix this or is... or Croix? Oh, goodness. So that's a different episode. Yeah. Um, this, I actually wrote out uh, this prayer and put it on my mirror. So every morning when I'm brushing my teeth and every night where I'm getting ready for bed, this is what I read. And let me read it to you. This is his prayer. Almighty God, in this hour of quiet, I seek communion with you. I want to turn away from the worry and fever of today's work, from the world's drawing noises, from the praise and blame of other people, from the confused thoughts and fantasies of my own heart, and instead seek the quietness of your presence. Mm, That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Even in our kitchen, I'm seeing, I'm looking at one where it's seek justice, love mercy, walk humbly with your God, Micah 6, 8. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, consider ways that you can actually meditate on the scriptures or maybe it's on a poem or on a prayer. And that's going to be a great way to relieve stress. All right. Well, number three, practice gratitude. Oh, this is so easy to do, right? When things are going well. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. Yeah, Thank you, Lord, yeah. for, you know, 
this and that. Thank you for the sunshine, blah, blah, blah. But when things are going not so well, mm. it is really, really tough to do. Yeah. And you can see your posture towards entitlement. You can mm-hmm. see even what's underneath your heart uh, by virtue of your attitude when things are going bad or when someone critiques you mm-hmm. and or if your kids aren't listening to you, are you blaming yourself? Completely. Are you blaming others? Uh, if you missed episode 22 and 23, uh, Dr. Simon Shea talked about pornography, mm-hmm. um, you know, how to talk to your kids about it and how to deal with it as an adult. And you're like, what does pornography have to do with gratitude? Well, mm-hmm. he talks about guilt and shame. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just I've, I've said it to so many people after that episode because I've not heard someone clearly, dis, you know, kind of talk about the difference as well as he did. Mm-hmm. And he was like, guilt says totally you've made a mistake. Shame says you are a mistake. Mm-hmm. And especially when things are going bad. Part of it is, are you blaming yourself? Are you blaming others? Are you asking God why this is happening? Do mm-hmm. you kind of have a victim mentality or do you embrace trials and struggles and stress as a good thing mm-hmm. to be like, hey, Lord, thank you that I can actually go through this because you have brought me through opportunities and, and instances like this in the past. And look at what look at how you kind of delivered me and brought me through that. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babylon, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. Right. Uh, A book that we'll put in the show notes as well that has really helped shape the way that I see situations and help grow a heart of gratitude into me is called 1000 Gifts by Ann Boskamp. She is also a Canadian. Oh, Canada. (laughs) It it was recently Canada Day. Exactly. And on Instagram, someone was like, what's that? Oh, well. (laughs) I was like, I understand (laughs) July 4th is a thing, you know, the 4th, but... July 1st is Canada Day. so And my dad's birthday. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, random facts for y'all. Um, and she really, she has gone through a really tough situation uh, in her book. She talks about how her, she actually witnessed her sister die when she was young. She got hit by a milk truck or something. So obviously that kind of you know, oh messed you up oh as a kid and growing up. Wow. And um, she used to deal with the pain with cutting and all these. I mean, she has a powerful, powerful testimony. Oh, um, and so she talks about how when life is overwhelming, she uh, God really spoke to her about being thankful about the little things around her. And so she saw it as a challenge and an encouragement to take uh, just a journal And she would write down 1,000 things that she was thankful for. 
And so she was saying the first 10 things are super easy because, you know, you thank God for your house. You name every single family member that you have and probably is your first. every family yeah. member. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ones that you like. Yeah. All of know. our family yeah. members, definitely. <laughs> yes. But all, I'm talking about, 100%. you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even the dog. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, but after that, then you have to start looking at things in a little different light. So she was saying, and I remember we used to joke about this with a few of my friends who read the books, that she was talking about how the birds would chirp. Not just the birds were chirping, how they would chirp in like a melodic way that it sounded, you know, like an opera or whatnot. And so we kind of used to laugh about that because one of us would be going through a hard time and then we'd hear the bird chirping. We're like, ugh, fine, (laughs) like thankful for this situation. Um, A couple quotes that came out of there that I loved. Uh, She said, and when I give thanks for the seemingly microscopic, a.k.a. birds chirping, I make a place for God to grow within me. Wow. That's beautiful. And another one that she said was, we only feel one emotion at a time. That's true, right? Yeah. So it's impossible to give thanks and feel fear or anger. Wow. That was profound. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. really is. It's true. You really can't. (laughs) That's so true. Right? I I think that's so simple at the same time. It's kind of like mind blowing. So right now, wherever y'all are listening, whether you're fighting traffic or kids are screaming in the background, what feeling are we going to choose to focus on? Yeah. And what thing are you grateful for right now mm-hmm. as well Thanks and maybe even before, <laughs> yeah and maybe even before bed ask that question or even at the dinner table ask that question and see what comes up mm-hmm. yeah all right so the next one is sex <laughs> your favorite topic <laughs> you always, why would you say that well, christina you always blush when we start to talk about oh, do sex I? and you're always like um and the next thing we're gonna talk about is uh. yes scratching my neck <laughs> mm, yes right all right well, it's probably because I know my parents and sisters listen to this, so. Uh, and your in-laws. Yes. So that's even yes. more awkward. All right. So why, Christina, <laughs> did you write sex down on the list of 10? Because, well, I think it's true. There is actually like a chemical thing that happens in your brain. The act of sex floods. You're totally blushing, dude. <laughs> I'm like, now I have to go to it's my notes. I'm totally reading my notes right now. So the act of sex floods your brain with feel-good chemicals. Yes, uh, this is true. Uh, yep. Very good. While chemicals. reducing the stress hormone, which is cortisol. Mm. And I also think, too, you know, like your muscles. Have you ever done even this own exercise? And I've taught the kids this, too, where you tense up all your muscles slowly and then you let them go one by one, like yeah. start from your toes to go to your head, mm. tense all of them and start. And then from your head down to your toes, release your muscles that way. And so that really helps de-stress you and whatnot. So, yeah, that's I right. Mean, I mean, another, so sex is kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. We don't tell our kids no, that. No, no, no. no. Uh, well, going back to that whole releasing the stress in your body. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if that's something you're like, hey, what, what does that even look like? Uh, I mean, sit down in a really relaxed, comfortable position Mm -hmm. and you can even do this if you're not driving. And I mean, you know, feel, feel your head, 
like just feel your head, like not with your hands, like in, in kind of your, I don't know how to verbally say I'm, this. I'm like <laughs> giving you the confused look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but head? like think about your head or feel, you know, be aware of your okay, head. I'm doing this right and now. And then let it go. You know, feel your eyes. And, and kind of the way to do that is kind of like clench your eyes so you kind of feel them uh-huh. and then let it go. Right. Feel your yes. teeth, kind of clench your teeth and let it go. Right. You can do that with your jaws, your shoulders, your arms, your mm-hmm. you can do a big breath. You can feel it in your tummy, your legs down to your feet. And by doing that, that's actually a great way. Even I, I encourage people before you open up the scriptures and before you uh, before you kind of spend time with God, that's a great way to get rid of the stress and dig deeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that went from sex to like <laughs> feeling your head. <laughs> Feel your head, baby. Feel your head. Oh goodness! Yeah. <laughs> Don't quote us on yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the other thing, Christina, is yes, obviously sex. Yeah. Um, but studies also show that holding hands, hugging, kissing—that they all can actually contribute to a greater quality of life and mental health. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially, I think. I mean to everyone but i also think especially if your love language is touch so that means a lot to me Mm -hmm. so yeah physical oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) touching your legs right now (laughs) okay (laughs) we are talking about sex yeah (laughs) okay the next (laughs) yes uh, the next the next one is palms up palms down now this is something that i remember reading years ago and here's the basic here's the basic premise of it palms up means you're giving things up, right? Mm-hmm. So Let's if, try this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so if you're a Christian, what you can do when, when we say palms up is you can actually give your burdens, your stress, your everything to God. If you're not Christian, uh, even just by verbally saying this, it can help you become aware, mm-hmm. uh, become aware of, of, of the things that are stressing you. And mm-hmm. even if you're not Christian, I would even say, you know, I'd, I'd encourage you, I'd challenge you to to kind of try this prayer and mm-hmm. try giving it up to God to and see what happens. But the whole idea with Palms Up is you would actually give up everything that is on your shoulders and that is burdening you. So you're giving up the stress of preparing a lunch. You're giving up the stress of a meeting that you're going up to. You're giving up the stress of writing or this or whatever it is, right? Driving or, or going mm-hmm. on a vacation or paying down cre- you know, debt. The whole idea is you actually verbally say that and you say it and you say palms up and you mm-hmm. and you say, God, I want to offer this all to you. And you start listing all those things out. As you do that, you'll actually come to a point where there's nothing left for you to give up. To say. Yeah. Right. And the first, if you have a lot of stress, the first time you do this, this may actually take quite a bit of time uh, to do it. And, and I remember and that's actually, okay. yeah, it is. It is because part of it is you're holding, you're, you're kind of holding all of this stress and all these burdens deep into your heart. So the Especially whole idea, if you're not like a verbal processor. So it might just all be deep within. Yeah. So then you kind of give that up to God. And part of that is in Matthew chapter 11, it says, Jesus says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I'm lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So the whole idea with this palms down, palms up is that you are coming to Jesus, like he said, and he said, hey, come and I will bear your burdens Mm -hmm. for you. So you're doing the palms up and then you can actually do palms down, which is actually, I mixed that up. (laughs) 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 Okay. 
Everything I said, yes. <laughs> but the first thing is you do palms down. You're right. Yeah, that makes more sense, right? You're gonna putting it down, putting it down, oh, and then you do palms up, which is more of a receptive posture, and you say, "God, would you fill me with your love?" Uh, there's a thing called the fruit of the spirit in the scriptures, and and it says, you know, love. So so God, will you fill me with your love? Would you fill me with your joy, with your peace, with your patience, with your kindness, with your goodness, with your gentleness, with your faithfulness, and with your self control? Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about that is, you know, we Jesus actually promises that when we come to Him, uh, and we we come to Him and we we give Him all of our burdens and our and our struggles and everything that we're dealing with, he'll actually, you know, develop this fruit in our hearts Mm -hmm. and in our lives, which by the way, we recently came, drove by a church uh, on the way to Costco. And I love the church sign. It's like God expects spiritual fruit, not religious nuts. (laughs) (laughs) That was cute. That made me laugh. Okay. So once again, it's palms down for everything that Daniel said in the beginning and then palms up Mm -hmm. to give everything to God. So yes, Christina, thank you. It is palms down and then palms up. (laughs) And honestly, it's, it's, yeah, I've been doing it for years. So. Well, and you know what? Honestly, it's not the, it's not really about the hands, right? It's about the heart and it's about what you're doing. So if by chance, you know, you're doing the palms up and you're like, oh no, I did it wrong. (laughs) That's not the point. Yeah, That's right. That's right. No pressure, no stress. Just keep going. Yeah. You could even say head down, head up. There you go. Right? <laughs> Make it no your problem. own. Yeah. Feet up, feet down. <laughs> feet up, feet down. <laughs> you're good. Hey, work out your abs while you're doing it. That's yeah. right. There, V-sit. There you go. Yeah. Two and one. <laughs> All right. So initially at the top of the podcast, we did say 10 ways to be less stressed, mm-hmm. but I guess we got carried away <laughs> and we had a lot of fun talking about the first five. So what we'll do is we'll actually put a pause on the episode mm-hmm. and on episode 26 next week, we will talk about the rest of the 10 ways. Six to 10. And they're so good. So just wait and see. <laughs> now, one thing before you tune out, I would love for you, if you haven't yet done so, leave a rating and review on iTunes and, po- and Apple Podcasts because it does help. But here's the thing. This is what I really want to tell you or ask you to do. Tell your friends about podcasts. We would love it if you tell them about our podcast. Yes, we would. But tell them about podcasts because mm-hmm. you would be amazed at how many people do not know what a podcast is. And how to access it. Yes. So don't just talk about your podcast. Actually ask someone, ask your friend and be like, hey, have you ever listened to a podcast? And then they're like, oh, yeah, well, I've heard of it. And then you'd be like, well, what app do you use? And if they can't give you an answer, be like, can I show you what app I'm using? Mm-hmm. This is what I'm using. Can I help you download it? Exactly. Can I help you find, you know, whatever genre you're interested in? And mm-hmm. here's some that you would be able to listen to. Yeah, because literally for Christina, what, how, how long have you been listening to podcasts now? For like a year and a half? Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah and though. and I had, I mean, I've been listening to podcasts for 10 plus years. Uh-huh. And you knew that, but. And I know that you even had your own podcasts. Yes. But you never listened to it. No, because I didn't know. Like, I'm archaic when it comes to technology. 
I honestly didn't know how to download a podcast. And you'll see in next episode in number six why it's so hard for me to ask for help. <laughs> so I was like, whatever. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to ask for help. And it doesn't seem like I'm missing anything. So whatevs. Yeah. So I forget specifically what it was, but I actually went and helped you download a podcast and show you the steps to do it. And after that, you just, I mean, you listen to so many podcasts. Right. And our kids listen to different podcasts as well. I, you know, about stories and science and all of that. I can link a few in the show notes too that are great. Or we can do another podcast about some good kids. Yeah, podcasts. we should do a podcast about podcasts. Oh, whoa. <laughs> like different dimension. Or Inception. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So honestly, we would be honored if you do tell someone else, someone else about our podcast. And help them. Yeah, and help them download it. But if not, let's say you want to tell your grandma how to listen to a podcast. Sure, you're probably not going to recommend ours. But help them listen to a podcast, download a podcast, because it. The, I love the podcasting world. Right, and we support them. Yeah. Because they support us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and last thing, if, you, if we're not connected yet on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter... Reach out to us at In Between Show, and we'd love to connect. We'd love to interact. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedbacks, you can submit that there on the iTunes review, or there's actually a question uh, form on our website, inbetween.org. We'll catch you next week. This episode was brought to you in part by the Areopagus Podcast. Two clergy of different traditions, Father Andrew Stephen Damick and Michael Landsman discuss encounters of historic Christianity with other religious traditions. How do we engage with those who believe differently? Listen wherever you get your podcasts.